0: Two things before I begin my sermon this morning. First, my apologies to those of you that are here for part three of Holy Hurricane. That will be next week. Two weeks ago, when I announced that it would be this Sabbath, there was a chorus of voices that educated me on the ebb and flow of life on this campus. And I consented that they were correct. So, next Sabbath, we will do part three of Holy Hurricane. I hope. That you are able to be here and join us for that. Secondly, uh, I think most of you that are at least a part of this neck of the woods are familiar with Belong Ministries. Uh, Belong is one of the newest ministries that we have here at Pioneer. It is our outreach to our university students. Uh, Marty Bowerman is our director, and we have been going now strong for a few weeks. Uh, we've had some very, very good things happen, including what happened this last Tuesday night. Uh, this last Tuesday night... Uh, Of course, in celebration of the Thanksgiving season, uh, we got a room down at the Andreasen Wellness Center just across the road here, and we invited students to come for a Thanksgiving meal. We would provide all the food, a great chance for fellowship, getting to know one another, and celebrate the season. uh, We had 38 students RSVP. So 38 students said they're going to come, and we're a brand new ministry, so uh, praise the Lord. We have 38 students coming. This is going to be Excellent. So on the night of, uh, last Tuesday night, uh, we, we had some students come, uh, we didn't actually have 38, uh, and we didn't have 48 either, we didn't have, we didn't have 58 or 68 or 78, uh, we didn't have 108, uh, in fact we didn't even have 208, uh, we had conservatively speaking, conservatively speaking, uh, 225 students at least that came out And uh, afterwards, uh, after a first service Somebody came and says, no way It was at least 300 people that were there So I don't know the exact number But uh, it was uh, well down the hallway there If you're familiar with uh, Andreasen's. uh it, We were all the way down the hall All the way to the door And then the next door at some points during the evening Fortunately, uh, Mari and our, our team of leaders Had recruited sufficient food Just in case some new people came and so uh, we had platter after platter uh, and uh, plateful after plateful for anyone that came out. And students came out in force. They were very blessed and pleased with what they saw there that evening. It truly was uh, an excellent time that was had by all. Uh, I think that probably uh, we will do this again. We think it was a success uh, based on what happened there uh, last Tuesday evening. And I want to say a big thank you to all of our belong leaders Thank you to the students that RSVP'd and thank you to all the students who didn't RSVP but still came. Uh, That was marvelous uh, to have everybody there and uh, we are looking forward to doing this in the future. A special thanks to the Andreasen Wellness Center who dealt very well with our 38 students. We appreciate that. Thank you for your generosity and, uh, and your help in making that event a success. If you're local here to us and, and you would like to be a part of Belong, we would love to have you. Uh, we still need a number of people to help us, uh, particularly with our adopt-a-student program. It's going very well, but we are in need of more people. Uh, if you would like to be a part of that, you can call the church office here. Uh, you can use the connect card come and join us in this blossoming and uh, on the road to being very successful ministry of Belong. That is indeed one thing that I am thankful for. This morning, I would also like to hear from you. Now, we don't have time for, for, unfortunately, for lengthy testimonies, but I would like, if, if you would like to share briefly with Pioneer and the rest of the world, something that you are thankful for over this last calendar year. Would you raise your hand? My two daughters are here, Sierra and Ellie, and they have microphones, and they will come to you, and uh, you can share just briefly with us what it is that you are thankful for. Ah, right here, please. My children. Your children. Do your children happen to be sitting next to you here? Yes, wave demurely. Yes, okay, very good. Amen and amen. Yes, 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 yes. Very glad for that. Let's see. Anyone else? I know there is more than one thankful person here. Yes. Ah, here we go. Please. Oh, thank you. My family. Your family. Amen. Can anybody else say amen to that? It? Yes. Okay. Amen. Yes. Right here. Yes. Um, uh. Also my family and my parents. Your family and your and parents. Just, yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, good. Very good. Parents. Excellent. My we praise the dad. Lord for our family members. Mom and dad. Is that what I heard? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Yes, well said. And I assume that's mom and dad that are giving you a hug right now. Yes, very good. Uh, I'm thankful for successful surgeries for my wife and I this year. Amen. Amen. Yes. Having been the victim of bot surgeries before, I, I, yes, amen, amen. Right here, yes. My parents. Parents, amen. We're on a trend here, aren't we? Very good. Over here, see you. Go ahead, Sue. I am thankful that I got to go out west and see some friends just recently. Amen. From Walla Walla. (laughs) Amen. Traveling mercies. Yes. Ellie? The gift of life. What was that? Gift of life. The gift of life. Amen to that. Yes, yes, yes. Let's see. Sierra, do you have somebody back in that distant section there? Yes. My cat. Your cat. Amen. Yes, 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 yes. Cats indeed. Who do you have there, Ellie? Uh, I want to praise the Lord that I got engaged to this beautiful lady this year. Wow. Congratulations. Yes. Amen. Let's see. Go ahead, Sarah. Travel mercies to two continents. Traveling mercies to two continents. Yes, amen. My guess is if we did a little list here of travel gratitude this particular Sabbath, it would be sky high. Amen. Ellie? I'm thankful for my wife, Beverly. And I'm thankful for our our relatives, Beverly's sister, Linda, and David, who visited us this, this weekend. Amen. Amen couple more, couple more. Sierra, do you have somebody back there? Go ahead. I'm thankful to have my family here from out of town for Thanksgiving. Amen, amen, amen. Let's see, two more, two more. I am thankful. I'm thankful for how God worked through the doctors at Mayo Clinic and uh, worked miracles for my wife. Amen. And, uh, thank you. Amen. amen, amen. And let's see, Sierra, do you have somebody gets the last word over there? Is somebody here in this section up here, if you don't see some, Oh, have it right there? Okay. I'm thankful for my family near and far and for my parents right here. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Now, since we can't get all of you to the microphone, if you have something to be thankful for over the last calendar year, would you just raise your hand? Okay, if you didn't raise your hand, comfort the person next to you that didn't raise their hand. Help, help them to see something there. It, 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 truly, truly, if, if we were to list everything, everything that we are grateful to God for over this last year, we, we would be here, truly, a long time. We'd go into next week sometime, right? You know, writing all these things down, the individual things that we can say, thank you, God, for doing this for me. As glad as I am, though, to hear the gratitude that you have There is one person that I wish, if they were here physically, we could hear what they are thankful for. And that one person is Jesus. What if Jesus were sitting here, and and my girls were going up and down the aisle, and Jesus raised his hand to say what he was thankful for over the last year? I wonder what he would say. Now... My guess is, immediately, there's probably a number of things that that come to your mind. But I want to encourage you to be careful. Be cautious in answering that question too quickly. Because as it turns out, there are actually very, very few times in Scripture where Jesus is recorded saying the words, thank you. Very few of them. And some of you might be thinking, well, well, that's impossible. Surely there must be all kinds of examples of it. Well, actually not. Let me point out just a few things here. We would guess, we would guess that Jesus expressed gratitude appropriately in the various run-of-the-mill day-to-day social situations. But that's a statement of faith because the Bible does not actually record any of those instances. Uh, furthermore, the Bible writers do say several times that Jesus gave thanks, quote, gave thanks, as in he said a blessing over the what? Food, exactly. Uh, you know, at the feeding of the 4,000, Matthew chapter 15, the feeding of the 5,000, John chapter 6, uh, at the Last Supper, Matthew chapter 26. But let's be clear. This was more of a general practice, much like we do today when we say grace over our food, and the act of Jesus giving thanks for the food would almost certainly have not stood out as anything more than standard Jewish practice. So indeed, it turns out, we are left with a mere two instances of Jesus being recorded as saying, thank you, and as it turns out, even one of those instances is suspect, Uh, Turn in your Bibles, please, to Matthew chapter 11, verse 25. It's page 656 in most of the pew Bibles that are nearby you somewhere. It's page 656, Matthew chapter 11, verse 25. If we were to read just before Matthew 11, verse 25, we would find that Jesus is there with his disciples. There's also a larger crowd that has surrounded him. And Jesus is denouncing the cities that have rejected him. He says, "Woe to you, uh, Chorazin. Uh, woe to you, Bethsaida! Uh, woe to you, Capernaum!" And goes on to describe if, if the miracles done in uh, had been, that were done in those places were done in other places like Tyre and Sidon and Sodom, you know, bad places. Those bad places, supposedly bad places, would have repented, but Capernaum et cetera did not. In other words, Jesus is saying he proclaimed the gospel to the high and to the mighty. But they did not consider it worth their time. And so instead, the gospel was going to others, the humble, those that were like little children. And that's where we join the story, Matthew 11, verse 25. At that time, Jesus said, I... What's the next word there? Hmm... Okay, some say thanks, some say other. Uh, I thank you or I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this was your good pleasure. Now, those of you that have done a significant Bible study know that you, you don't necessarily have to know Hebrew and Greek to be able to get a good Bible study. If, if you compare, if you just compare different Versions of the Bible together, if there's a question mark about the original language, it will generally come out. So you take five or six different translations of the Bible, it will help you to see where those linguistic difficulties might be. Well, here, there are some versions of the Bible that do indeed say, at that time Jesus said, I thank you, Father, but actually most don't. Because the Greek word there, exomologeo, means I acknowledge or I agree fully with. In other words, while thank you is implied here, the thought Jesus was trying to convey probably is more accurately rendered, Father, you did the right thing. I agree with you. And this is why when that Greek word is used in the rest of the New Testament, very rarely is it translated as gratitude or thanks, which leads us to a rather strange conclusion of all the recorded things that Jesus said while on earth, he is recorded on only five occasions as expressing some sort of gratitude. Three of those occasions involved a standard blessing at a meal. A fourth time, Matthew eleven twenty five, 25, that we just read, Jesus implies thanks but leans more towards expressing agreement than he does gratitude, which leaves us really with just one instance where Jesus is clearly, unambiguously recorded as saying, thank you. And thus we have some questions that demand answers. Number one, why is Jesus recorded saying thank you so little? And number two, just what did he say he was thankful for when it was recorded? As it turns out, the first question is more difficult than the second, because the Bible doesn't tell us why Jesus is recorded so little as saying thank you. So we are left to make our best guesses, and here's my best guess. The reason Jesus is recorded as saying thank you so few times is because he is God and we are not. All things flow from him. So who's he going to thank most of the time? John chapter 1 tells us that all things that have been made were made through Jesus Christ. And very often during his ministry, there arose occasions where it therefore would have been awkward and even dishonest to say thank you, for it would have given credit to those who in fact did not and could not deserve it. And it would have sounded strange, don't you think, had he walked around saying things like, what a beautiful day it is today. I thank me for it. But what about the second question? When Jesus is finally recorded as saying thank you explicitly, clearly, unambiguously, what was he thankful for? Take your Bible again, please. John chapter 11, verse 38. John chapter 11, verse 38, page 724 in your Pew Bible. 724. John chapter 11, beginning with verse 38. If you're familiar with this section of the Gospel of John, you know that chapter 11 is dedicated to the story of Jesus and Lazarus. Now, Lazarus and his two sisters, Mary and Martha, were good friends of Jesus and his disciples. Jesus and the disciples spent uh, many a day, apparently, at their house. Their house probably was of larger than average size. They certainly were very good hosts and hostesses. Now, they would provide food and meals and whatnot. Jesus loved to spend time there. Jesus and Lazarus had become friends. But then Lazarus dies. Word is sent immediately to Jesus, possibly in hopes that Jesus would do something about it. But Jesus strangely delays his coming to Lazarus' side. When Jesus finally does arrive, Lazarus has been laying in the grave. There's this scene where Jesus weeps, you know, one of the shortest verses in the Bible, and Jesus wept. And then comes verse 38. Jesus, it says, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor, for he has been there four days. Then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have, what's that next word there? Heard "Heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, Take off the grave clothes and let him go. Therefore, many of the Jews who had come to visit Mary and had seen what Jesus did, put their faith in him. (laughs) When at last it is recorded, That Jesus gave thanks. He says, thank you, because God had heard him. And why be thankful for this? Because when God hears, it is unlike when anyone else hears. When God hears, things tend to happen. When God hears, those that are sick can be healed. When God hears, those that are imprisoned in unbelief can find saving faith. When God hears, even the grave can be lit up. Even the dead can be raised back to life. No wonder Jesus gave thanks for the God who hears. For when God hears, all things are possible. This reminds me of a story. Many years ago, Janelle Swanson told the story of a man by the name of O'Brien. He was a captain, an airline captain, and he had just finished a flight from Paris to Bucharest. Now, even though it had been snowing quite hard, the flight had been uneventful, but it sure was cold. And no sooner had uh, Captain O'Brien gotten his things together and stepped outside the front door of the terminal that the icy Bucharest wind ripped at his jacket, and immediately he wished, Oh, if I were only in my warm hotel room. Gathering his jacket about his neck, he began to make his way down the sidewalk at a fair clip. He was not the only one that was out that late afternoon. In fact, the factories surrounding the airport there had recently changed their shift, and so many of the factory workers were on their way home. The sidewalks were full. He heard many phrases in Romanian. Occasionally, he would hear some Italian thrown in there. He listened, straining his ears for a word of English, a taste of home. If you've ever traveled far from home for any length of time, you know that even though seeing other places can be exotic and interesting and a learning experience, there comes a time when you crave to hear your mother tongue. Captain O'Brien thought a few days forward, for in just two days, he was going to be back in Chicago, there gathered together with his family there in the warmth of their home, celebrating Christmas. But right at that moment, two days from now, seemed years away. He came to an intersection there, he stopped at the corner of the sidewalk, standing in the snow and the sludge, waiting for the light to change so he could safely cross when he heard something above the fray of the cars and the bustling workers. It was a song that he remembered hearing years ago as a boy at church. And someone was whistling it. mighty fortress is our God. Someone in this crowd, Captain O'Brien thought, must be a Christian. And immediately, impulsively even, he turned and began to follow the sound. It was difficult at first. There were other noises competing for this, but this this, this whistling, this song, this beautiful song down through the ages and somewhere from down the street kept coming to his ears. Captain O'Brien was willing. Another stanza, another stanza. He got to a place where he thought he had it. Then lost the sound a little bit Finally hearing it again further on He rushed down the sidewalk And there he thought he spied the man In this part of the sidewalk There were not many other people there There was one man Dressed in a a gray long flannel overcoat Dressed warm against the winter wind He rushed up to the man And tapped him on the shoulder Who immediately turned around A long dark beard A a fur hat over his ears He whirled around Faced Captain O'Brien and eyed him very suspiciously. And suddenly Captain O'Brien felt rather foolish. Why had he come all this way just to find someone whistling that he did not even know? He turned on his heels and began to walk away. But as soon as he did... A flood of Romanian, he assumed questions, came out. And Captain O'Brien stopped. He turned and he smiled. And he pointed to himself. And he pointed to the other man. And he pointed to heaven. Whereupon the other man smiled big. Grabbed Captain O'Brien with both arms patted him on the back loudly, pulled him back, kissed him on both cheeks, held him back and said one word, Rudolph! And grabbed Captain O'Brien's arm and began to take him down the street, (laughs) making motions along the way that they would have supper together. They turned off of the busy sidewalk, the busy street there, into an alleyway. There were these thatched roof houses from a bygone century there that lined the sides there. They ducked into one of them. Captain O'Brien saw that the windows had steam covering them, probably indicating some gastronomical activity taking place there in the kitchen. The smell of fresh homemade bread wafted out of the door. Captain O'Brien came in and immediately Rudolph's rather substantially sized family circled around the stranger, all introducing themselves. Rudolph's wife shook his hand, Captain O'Brien's hand, and gently set another plate at the already full table. When the family and O'Brien had gathered there and sat, they held hands, and Rudolph offered a blessing. And when he had finished, he motioned to O'Brien to do the same, which he gladly did, and gave thanks to God for good food, for good fellowship, and for a God whose love is big enough to bring all who are willing together. And it all happened because one man whistled and another man heard. Ladies and gentlemen, I would submit to you this holiday season that every one of us are whistlers. We are whistling our notes to God with our lives. Our hopes and our dreams, we, we whistle them out in a multitude of ways to our God. Our, our, our stories, our hopes, our fears, our dreams, our bad times and our good times. We, 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 we whistle these things out to God. And what does God do when he hears our whistled stories, our hopes and our fears, the good times and the bad times? The Bible is abundantly clear. He hears us. He does not ignore us. He doesn't silence us. He doesn't rush off to his hotel room and leave us to walk home in the dark alone. No, he hears us. He hears me. He hears you. And he loves to hear the song of your life. He has left the comforts of heaven. He is seeking you out even now, relentlessly seeking. No amount of darkness or cold that surrounds your life can stop him. And if you are willing to open the door and invite him in, he will come in and eat with you and be with you and provide you with the fellowship that only heaven can provide. And that is why, that is why, this holiday season, whether it finds us in good times or in bad, We have more than enough reason to give thanks. Let us behold and be grateful for the God who hears. Jesus, what an honor it is for us to know that you hear us when we call. Lord, if there be anyone listening right now that doesn't sense that, if they do not feel that they have been heard by you, I pray that you would break through that darkness. Pursue them relentlessly. Help them, Lord, to hear the whisperings of your Holy Spirit. Help them to know that they have your attention as though they were the only person on planet Earth right now. This is our privilege. This is our blessing. And may it guide us, Lord, into the next year. We pray pray this, Lord, in your name. Amen.